Did you know that half of all new personal trainers quit within the first year? If you're a new personal trainer and you just got your certificate, I'm guessing you don't want to be a part of that stat. But what help and support is there for new trainers when you're not sure where to start? Well, right now, you can join a new online personal trainer community that is 100% focused on helping you with your personal training business. It's a safe space to learn, talk, ask questions, share ideas, and boost your confidence when it comes to running your business with like-minded trainers just like you. Just start for free by going to www.epicpersonaltrainer.com forward slash community and join the forever free plan right now and get access and start planning, building and running your own epic personal training business. Hey there, epic personal trainers. It's your buddy, Mark, and you're listening to session number 33 of the Epic Personal Trainer podcast. Now, today is part three of a sales funnel mini series. And it's all about sales funnels for in-person personal trainers. So if you're an online trainer, check out session number 32, where we cover that for tips uh, about sales funnels. And if you have no idea what a sales funnel is, go and check out the first part of this mini series, which is session number 31. Right. Now that is all out the way. Let's get cracking with some sales funnels for in-person personal trainers. So we're going to start again at the top of your funnel, which is this awareness stage. And we need to reach out to people that have no idea who you are, right? This is cold traffic. And reaching out is nothing more than making yourself known to people that fit your ideal client profile. So make sure you have that done. Now, online, you can run ads and you can create content on social media or on platforms, you know, like blogs, YouTube or podcasts. And guess what? You can also do all those same things, even if you're an in-person trainer. Now, if you're running ads, um, the main difference is going to be that you're going to need to set them for your local area. You're going to need to set a limit of the radius from where you're working if you're working in a gym. So we typically do it at around about five kilometers radius around the gym when we run ads. And that takes into account, you know, all the traffic, you know, the traffic here is really bad and it can take you 20 minutes to just do like five kilometers. So keep that in mind when you're setting up all of your ads, because you don't want to be wasting money having them show to people that definitely are not going to travel all that way to come and hire you. Now, if you're a mobile trainer and you're the one doing the traveling, you're going to need to think about this as well. Most trainers will be prepared to travel a little further than most clients to make a session. So figure out what is going to be comfortable for you and set your radius accordingly. Now, when it comes to the content side of things, it serves exactly the same purpose as online trainers. And it's a way for you to connect, to show your way of doing things and build relationships. Uh, also show your expertise and build your credibility. So why do you need an online presence, even if you're an in-person trainer? Well, in some ways you don't, you know, you don't need anything necessarily. There are ways to go about business without having a social media account or a YouTube channel or a website. But here's the thing. These days, a lot of people, when they want to hire a, even a, like a local trainer in the local area, they're still going to go online and search first. They're probably going to go and check out Google listings. They'll look at Google maps, maybe, and look for recommendations and check out reviews, all of that to just try and find the right kind of trainer. And if you're not online at all then there are a lot of missed opportunities that are going to pass you by. And even if somebody does, they recommend you to another person, 
they'll probably go online to check you out anyway before they call you. You know, one thing that I recommend a lot of trainers do, and that is to set up a Google business profile. That way you can show up when people go to Google or even Google maps and type these terms such as personal trainer near me or personal trainer in, you know, whatever your area is. Now on a Google profile, you can give quite a few details. You can add photos and videos and you can link to your website. It's a great and easy way and a free way for you to become more discoverable in your local area. Now at the top of the funnel, since you are local, there are a few other tricks up your sleeve that, you know, only you can do. And first off is some, you know, traditional old school stuff using flyers, posters, business cards, slightly more modern versions of that, like WhatsApp forwards. They're going to help you reach out to people. You can attend local events, you know, sporting events, little marathons, 5k runs, that kind of thing. And sometimes even health drives or clinics that might be in the local area. Remember that in that local area, your aim is to become known. You want to become the most well-known trainer in your area for your ideal client. So if you're using local events, try and make sure and choose them carefully because you want enough people that fit your ideal client profile in attendance at those events. Now, another thing I really like is something called the Dream 100. What is that, you ask? Well, I learned about the Dream 100 from Russell Brunson. He has a book called Traffic Secrets. And it's a way for you to reach your ideal clients in bulk. And I know he didn't come up with it, but, that, but that's where I learned about it. So instead of trying to reach out to individual potential clients that might become clients or members, you know, you reach out to a person or people or even a group that already have an audience built that contains a lot of people that fit your ideal client profile. Now, if you can identify people in your community that have access to a lot of people that fit your ideal client profile, then you can reach people in bulk instead of doing it one-to-one. -one. It's a great shortcut. So what you need to do is build a relationship with people that controls the access instead of trying to build with all the people within the audience. Now, another great thing about the Dream 100 approach is that when you have built a relationship and you get access to somebody's audience, you are now being recommended by them or referred by them. Other benefits of this approach are now they might completely skip the whole research phase where they look around and check out reviews. They'd probably come to you a bit more directly as you've now been uh, recommended by a person that they trust. So that trust is, is huge. This is going to help you as well with your sales and your conversions with getting new clients. So take a look around your local area, do a little bit of research. Who do you know or can find locally? that you can talk to and build a relationship with that already has an audience that your ideal client is going to be amongst. So for example, if you work with athletes, who are the local physios or chiropractors that you can connect with? If you're a pre and postnatal trainer, you may want to look at maternity hospitals and clinics or speak to some midwives. If you're a weight loss specialist, check out your local pharmacy or weight loss groups. Weight loss groups tend to focus a lot more on food than they ever do training or activity. So hopefully you can see what I'm getting at with the Dream 100. Think of your ideal client and then think about and research the places that they probably already going to, the places where they already gather and the services that they might use. Then reach out to the head of that group, the leader, the person that has gathered those people, that controls the access 
and build a relationship with them. So if you're looking at a physio, you build the relationship with a physio. You'll make sure that you can add value to them personally, as well as to their people. There needs to be some kind of benefit to them as well. Now, if somebody does have a, a good audience, they're going to be very protective over that audience. They're going to want to recommend people that can serve their people well and with quality. But you also need to do it in a responsible, trustworthy, and professional way, not just have a great service. So what are you going to offer all of them? Well, that's up to you, but it should be something that for the audience can act as a lead magnet. So it's going to need to be interesting and something of benefit to that audience. So it could be something maybe like a free consultation, a trial session, or some kind of assessment. You could still even use some online tactics as well, like using a download, a PDF, a scorecard, or some kind of checklist. For example, all inquiries that come through the doors at Invictus, we have this PDF that we WhatsApp to the inquiries after they visit and they've done the tour, and it helps them with what to look out for, uh, what to keep an eye on when they want to join a gym. So it's a great value add that helps us demonstrate a couple of things to this inquiry. One is that we really do want to help them out and it helps to also position us as this guide, which we really like. We're also showing that we're the people that are hopefully going to give them the best advice that we can. Now, another thing is that it positions us as slightly higher value than the other gyms because we've taken the time to create this PDF. It looks good. It's got great advice um, and it's free. So we're demonstrating this value already without necessarily expecting anything in return. And another good thing is that we have this lead magnet, this PDF that meets them where they are right now in their journey. So for a lot of people looking for a gym, they're at a stage where they just want to get started. There's no point giving them a PDF that talks about the five best supplements around or, or something like that. They're probably not at that point yet. So it's going to be irrelevant for them right now. But a PDF that helps um, advise them on points of what to look for and to think about when deciding on joining a new gym is going to be very relevant because that's what they're doing right now. Now, going back to the professional, uh, the physio or so on that you want to work with and have access to their audience, uh, one thing you can do is to mutually refer each other. So if you're linking up with a physio, um, you can help train their clients with that kind of aftercare where a lot of people fall off, where they don't start seeing the physio so regularly. Maybe they're meant to do some exercises at home and, you know, it kind of stops a little prematurely. So the physio can refer people like that to you and you can potentially continue that training with them on more health or performance-based things once their treatment is over. And what you're going to do is you're going to refer clients to them when you have somebody or know somebody that has some kind of injury issue or, you know, when maybe even some preventative care is needed. So now what's happened is you have access to a larger group of people where you are being re referred to by a person they trust and you have your lead magnet, uh, and that helps to get the relationship to the next level. You know, a free trial is a great one because it gets you face to face. And you should also have their email. So even if they don't buy from you right now, you can keep in touch and keep that relationship building in play. Now that was quite a, a lot of information. And to be honest, the main differences between sales funnels for online and offline trainers is in this awareness stage, because now you have a potential client enter your funnel. And then now in that interest stage, you can do a lot of online work with them 
with email, for example. So most people these days are just always online anyway, constantly connected through their phones. So even local businesses like yours can use it to build relationships in a much easier way and build that trust in the interest stage of your funnel. Now, the easiest ways to do that is firstly through social media, but even better email again, even for in-person trainers. So by now, a potential client has been in contact with you. Maybe they've had a free trial, a consultation, or got your free PDF. You can start now sending what we call nurture emails that can do all that relationship building and keep that conversation going. So these are automated emails that can help you stay in contact with your audience. They can be used to continue explaining about what your service is like, how it can benefit them. You can give tips and advice. You can even use them to cover common objections and knock down limiting beliefs that people might have. So for example, if a common objection is that potential clients are worried about not sticking to the plan, you can create content and emails around that. You can show people what you do to help avoid this as a part of your system and what support you give, all those kinds of things. So you can create your emails around that. You can create FAQs and you can even create testimonials. Now, if you have previous or even current clients explaining how they managed to stick to a plan after previously worrying about it, any person watching that with the same worries is going to feel far more confident about buying from you. So there is a ton of content that you can create to send people through the interest stage. And every so often you're going to want to try and get them into that desire stage. And you do this by creating an offer and serving it up to them. Now, I mentioned this in the previous session about sales funnels for online trainers, um, but go and check out this book. It's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it's by a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. Like he is one of the most prolific content creators in history. The idea of what he talks about in the book though, is to add value over and over again, which are your jabs, and then you make an offer, which is your right hook. So you make a lot more jabs than you do hooks. The thing is, is if you make too many right hooks or offers, uh, things are not going to look good for you. It's just going to look like you only connect with your audience when you want to sell something. Uh, and that's not going to help you in the long term with building relationships and connecting with your audience. But helping people over and over and then making them an offer periodically avoids that and it has a lot more success. When you keep building up interest with your jabs and then you make an offer, uh, they're more likely to take you up on it. It's much more successful. So let's say that you have a three-month program that you want to sell. You can create content to inform people what it is about and you can create content to deal with objections. Now, once you've built up enough interest, you can start to put your offer out there and start adding in some testimonials to prove that you can help people. And anyone that is paying attention to all this is now going to be firmly in that desire stage. And your initial offer to them could actually be something indirect or more indirect than, you know, just buy my stuff. That sometimes is still jumping the gun a little bit. So instead you can offer a workshop, a 30 minute a discovery call or even a consultation or a trial again to move people from interest to desire. And from this initial offer, you can then put forward your main offer where people can finally make a purchase from you. Now, by making your main offer, you are now moving them into the action stage where they can follow a process to finally buy your product or service. Now, remember to make it as easy and simple as possible 
so that everyone that entered the buying process finishes it. And that's it. Then you get a client and you grow in your business. Now, just in case you didn't know, not everyone will follow your funnel step by step. And because you are an in-person personal trainer, many people are more likely to make a purchase after first contact with you when that first contact is happening face to face. People are much, much more confident assessing and making decisions to buy from someone that is sat right in front of them. So if you can get a person in front of you, that's going to be really beneficial. You'll have a much higher chance of making a sale than if everything is done online. Now, one criticism that some marketers have about sales funnels is that people think that a potential client has to go through all of the stages before buying, which is stupid. We've just sort of gone through that people can buy first time, you know, like you're not going to sell to someone just because they didn't take long enough or complete the interest stage properly. So some people that are really excited, some potential clients that are really energized and excited, and they want to get going and buy from you the first time they ever see you or your content or take you up on your free consultation, you know, you're going to let them buy. Obviously they're excited, they're enthusiastic, and they're ready to get going. So you need to keep that going. Now, for some people, they might enter your world with just a free download, but for others, they will want to enter your world at the last stage with a direct purchase. And that's great. It's even better actually in a lot of ways. So make sure your setup allows for both and don't think that sales funnels is always going to be this exact process that everyone has to go through. People can enter at the top, they can enter at the bottom and they can even move up or down between stages. Okay. So that's just one example of a sales funnel, but you are going to need to tweak it and select just a couple of these things and change it to suit you and your goals, your area of uh, specialization, and even the people that you serve, right? The key is to add value, which means just simply to help people at each stage. So you can hopefully guide your potential clients towards becoming loyal clients. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, but actually, before I go, I need your help. Um, I need your help to grow this podcast and reach as many trainers as possible. So if the session today helped you in any kind of way, please send it to just one other trainer that you know might benefit from hearing it too. Send them a link, share it on social, you know, do it any way where you know it's going to reach them. And if you do share it on social, don't forget to tag me. If it's on Instagram, my handle is at Mark Devani. That way I can reshare it and also say a big thank you. So thanks again for listening right to the end on this one. I really do appreciate it and I will see you next week.